Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in flower, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Monday, March 2nd, 2020, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in Chapter 7, Working with Others, on page 94. We will be reading and commenting on the first paragraph, which begins with outline the program of action and ends with follow your suggestions. Today's readers are Wendy M., Alice G., Marge O., Jen A., and Lisa B. The share ID number for yesterday, Sunday, March 1st, 2020 special edition meeting is 14,195. That's 14195. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Wendy M. to read the OA 12 steps. Good morning. I'm Wendy M. in Raleigh, North Carolina, a recovered compulsive overeater. These are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Wendy M. I will now ask Alice G. to read the OA 12 Traditions. Good morning, all. This is Alice G., Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Wisconsin. The 12 Traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles. to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Alice G. There was a scratching noise and then we lost Alice. So I don't know if uh, someone else is unmuted or if it was just Alice's phone. Um, But we we got most of it, (laughs) almost every bit of it. How our meeting works. There is some noise on the line, so check and see if you're muted, please. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the direction for there's some crackling going on there. Um, directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Hold on one sec. I'm going to see if I can clear that. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press 
star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, and we are in Chapter 7, Working with Others, on page 94. We will be reading and commenting on the first paragraph, which begins with, Outline the Program of Action, and ends with, Follow Your Suggestions. I will now ask Marge O to go ahead and read that for us. Good morning. May I be heard? Yes. Good morning, Marge O. Thank you. Outline the program of action, explaining how you made a self-appraisal, how you straightened out your part, and why you are now endeavoring to be helpful to him. It is important for him to realize that your attempt to pass this on to him plays a vital part in your own recovery. Actually, he may be helping you more than you are helping him. Make it plain he is under no obligation to you, and that you hope only that he will try to help other alcoholics when he escapes his own difficulties. Suggest how important it is that he place the welfare of other people ahead of his own. Make it clear that he is not under pressure, that he needn't see you again if he doesn't want to. You should not be offended if he wants to call it off, for he has helped you more than you have helped him. If your talk has been sane, quiet, and full of human understanding, you have perhaps made a friend. Maybe you have disturbed him about the question of alcoholism. This is all to the good. The more hopeless he feels, the better. He will be more likely to follow your suggestions. Moderator, could you time me? Good morning, everybody. This is Marjo from Massachusetts. Thank you so much for allowing me to do service today. This is the place where I felt like I had some degree of success regarding OA in general, that I was able to approach newcomers and I was able to say, this is what I did, this is what happened to me, this is how I changed and how important it was for me to realize that by speaking to newcomers, encouraging them to call, encouraging them by telling them how many how much difficulty I had. I came into the program in my late 30s, and I had already been into so many weight loss programs. It was remarkable. It, and, and nothing took, nothing worked. It would work for a while, and as soon as I was that magic number, I was off and running again. I did not understand about the obsession. I had no idea about the allergy. I just thought I loved food. So it was such a blessing for me because I had hid the fact that I was an overeater, or so I thought. I had no idea how how insane I was around food. And so because I was so insane around food, I was insane around everything else. I was compulsive. And, it, it, it you know, it's just like the books describe, you know. I was like self-will one run riot. And it affected my whole life. It affected my marriage. It affected my being a mother. It affected my being a family member. All of it. All of it. And how that has all changed over the years. Am I perfect? Far from it. But am I particularly thrilled with the fact that I can help somebody else. I can give 
them information about what I was like and why it changed. I can talk to them about the steps and how important it is, how important it was for me to clean up my act and to keep going forward and to be especially aware of Step 10 a day at a time and to want to do those things because I didn't want to feel like I used to feel all the time. And that, I will say there's one little problem for me here when it says, you know, if if he doesn't want to see you again, he doesn't have to, you shouldn't be offended. To get over that, I had I, to be honest, I had to get over that because I always thought I wasn't doing it well or I wasn't doing it right or I didn't have the right sentence. So that has changed. It isn't perfect there either, but part of it is because I love this program so much and what it has done for me that I want to pass it on and I want to be there for the newcomer. So with that, I shall pass. And thank you for allowing me to do service today. Thank you, Marjo. If you haven't shared in this meeting in the past couple of days and would like to share on the first paragraph on page 94 in the big book, please press star once to mute and state your first name and last initial. Vanita L. Melissa C. L. Vanita L. Jody E. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Okay, let me tell you who I think I heard. Nancy T. Was that right? Yes. Great. Vanita, was it? V-E-N-I-T-A? V-A-N-I-T-A-L. L, great. Melissa C. and Do L. Who did I miss? Vasa O. Do L. Vasa O. Jody E. Jody E. Okay, so I just... I thought I heard do L, but now someone's saying something that sounds like do L. Am I mistaken? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> do L. Oh, okay. Yes. I got you, do. I said your name. Okay. Um, was there someone else who wanted to get in line? Vinny T. I, uh, Vinny T, no, I don't have you. Okay. All right, so let's stop there. I have Nancy T, Vanita L, Melissa C, Du L, Vasa O, Jody E, and Vinny T. Nancy T, it's your turn. Thanks, Rebecca. Good morning, everybody. Nancy T, recovered compulsive reader in Lewiston, Idaho, bright and early this morning. I, I like this paragraph. It tells, um, it reminds me that my recovery is the first reason why I do step 12. In the fourth or fifth line down, it says that this plays a vital part in my recovery, vital meaning life-giving. If I don't work with others, I will pick up again. And if I pick up again, I will die. This is a fatal disease. And so giving back what I have been given is a vital part of my recovery, and I must do it. I love how Kim G has said in the past, you know, when people tell her they're afraid to sponsor, she said, I would be afraid not to sponsor. That's where I am today. I would be afraid not to sponsor. And really, sponsoring today is one of the single most things I do to grow spiritually. I come alive um, on the spiritual side of life when I open the big book with another compulsive overeater and go through um the book in the way that it was presented to me. Uh, It tells me in the very first sentence to outline the program of action. Why? Because my main problem centers in my mind, as we know, and the only solution 
for the problem in my mind is a, is a uh, spiritual experience. And the only way I can get the spiritual experience is by the steps, which the steps is what they're talking about as the program of action. Explain how you made a self-appraisal, steps four through nine. How I straightened out my path, steps eight and nine. And now why I'm endeavoring to be helpful to him, step 12. So the steps are the program of action that they're talking about here. And um, if my sponsee doesn't want to talk to me again, obviously we don't force them. And in fact, if they if they do want to keep talking, but yet they keep picking up, after a couple of times of going back and reviewing what happened, I have to be humble enough to suggest that they might need to hear a new voice because the way I'm presenting the words in the book is not being helpful to them. Um, and I like that it ends with maybe you've disturbed him about the question of alcoholism. You know, my eating was never the same again once I heard that compulsive overeating was a disease and that I was convinced I had it. Even all the relapses that I've struggled with throughout the years, um, during those relapses, I knew deep down in my heart who and what I was because this message had disturbed me. So that's a good thing if you've disturbed them. You might not be the one that takes them through the steps to lead to that spiritual experience, but they know in their heart of hearts that they are who they are. Um, and so with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much for allowing me to share. Thank you, Nancy T. Vanita L. Vanita, we don't hear you. Vanita L. Star one to unmute your phone. Okay, why don't we try Melissa C and we can check back with Vanita later. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and I'm in New York and Thank you so much um, for your service this morning. Um, yeah, you know, this paragraph, um, I love this paragraph because, well, it tells us first, like, clearly, I just share the way that it works. Like, I just outline what I did and how it was that I got free. And I'm calm, right? It tells me I'm calm and I'm quiet and I'm friendly, and I, like, zone in on that word, the friendliness about it, um, you know, because um, sometimes I hear messages of people's approaches being anything but friendly, and, um, you know, my experience, uh, first of all, the people that mentored me, both professionally and here in this program, were friendly to me. They were approachable. They, um, you know, there's there's research that shows, and I don't know that, you know, Bill knew this, but um, this book is just brilliant. People don't learn when they're scared. They actually, you know, um, it, when you're being chased by the tiger in the jungle, you're not discovering new paths, right? You're just using the same old thing and you're running, you're running, right? So we've learned that people, when they're scared, they don't they can't hear the message and and I think this you know, listen, we all have our strengths. I, I think mine is I'm friendly. I'm really nice to people and you know, but 
but I'm clear, right? I'm clear about what I do. I'm clear about what worked for me, and I outline the program of action. And um, and I think, like, so I make people feel hopeless about going it alone, right? Because that's the hopelessness, that we can't do this on our own. And, and that... Um, and that doing this without a spiritual connection won't work. It's just a diet. And so that's where I can drive home the hopelessness. But, um, you know, and I also let people know, I say it over and over, like, look, you are under no obligation to me. Uh, my first conversations are always, you're helping me. Thank you so much. You're keeping me clean another day. This is this is what I need to do for me. And and often also, like, the early conversations, people are focused on food, and they're scared of being in places. And one of the things I always suggest to people is whenever you go anywhere from now on, and I, and I do this as well, my mission is on being useful. And if I can show up at any event looking for someone that I can be helpful towards, I'm, and I'm not as concerned with what they're serving me. And that begins to take the space in my brain, and I offer that as um, a consideration right away. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Vanita Hi, L. No. Hi. I was having technical difficulties. Hi, Are you Vanita? Is... Yeah. Great. Go right ahead. Vanita Lott, compulsive overeater in Georgia, who's very grateful for the people who serve this meeting and participate in it. Yeah, I I share so I can participate and feel like I belong. And I'm super grateful for studying the big books way of doing the steps because I have learned so much more about what the steps mean. As far as working with others, I love what somebody else shared about, yes, tell them, right, that we're doing this for ourselves. This is a vital part of my recovery. And what the other person just said, I want to highlight, too, that they're under no obligation because the way the world thinks is very different. And I've seen that sponsees, you know, they they think something's coming. There's a catch. You're going to want something from them. So those are important things to highlight. Also, it really drove home to share, not to try to share my wisdom and, you know, help them immediately, but to share my story with them that has um, been a really good thing to have highlighted and it's been really useful for me when I'm um, doing the 12th the 12th step thanks so much everybody good morning thanks Vanita L do L Good morning. This is Duo Recover Compulsive Overeater from New York. Um, wow, I'm so grateful for this. Um, the reminder that, yes, you know, as a recovered person, I have a responsibility to pass this message on to the still sick and suffering. And, you know, uh, my job is to help those that, you know, are feeling hopeless and feeling helpless. And the more they feel hopeless and uh, the more uh, they hit that bottom, the better it is. And, and thank God for that because, 
that's what propels you to move on towards a solution. You're not going to want to move on towards a solution if you still think you have the power. And then it says, you know, that as I'm helping this person, that, you know, they have the option. They have options. You know, they, if it's not, if they feel it's not working for them, I'm, I'm not conveying a message the way that is helpful to them. They have the option to, you know, move on somewhere else. And my responsibility is not to take offense to it um, because I'm not supposed to play their higher power in their lives, right? So, um, and then, you know, letting them know that they're being more helpful to you. And I always tell that to my sponsors, you keep it green for me every single day that I do step work with you. And I am grateful for that. And this weekend, I did a workshop um, where I had to convey the message to a group of people um, you know, about, uh, you know, about what I had learned and how I had done these self appraisals and, and, uh, how I had taken the program of action and, <clears throat> and the transformation that helped me. But in the midst of that presentation, I came across to the ninth step and it came to, you know, these, these, um, questions that I needed a collective experience on. And I realized at that moment that my sponsees had helped me more than I could have ever thought because their collective experience was what I shared in part of, you know, how to answer those questions. And I realized at that point that this is a collective experience. And page 19 of the big book says that we have concluded to publish an anonymous volume setting forth the problem as we see it. We shall bring the task to our combined experience and knowledge. This should be a suggestion. This should suggest a useful program for anyone concerned with the drinking problem. And that's what I get. I get that this is not just me as a recovered person. This is a collective experience. This is all of us coming together and doing this one day at a time together um, in, in bringing this collective experience. The, the, the non-recovered people helped me, I helped them, we helped each other, and this was what makes the program of recovery. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Do L. Vasa O. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Rebecca F., for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader, calling from uh, Port Charlotte, Florida. And I was that hopeless, uh, powerless person when my Abby brought me to the program of Overeaters Anonymous, and uh, she gave me this book. And I remember in those days, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just I'm struggling with struggling with food. I love to eat. And she said, "That's okay. Just scratch alcohol and put food on the top." And um, and that was the beginning. I was just so grateful to find out at least, at find at last, what was the problem with me. I had no clue about the, uh, the allergy. I had no clue about the mental obsession. I didn't know anything about the 12 steps. So I, I guess I had the gift of desperation, but I didn't think it was a gift at that time. I thought it was a torture to give up those certain foods that I really loved to eat. But one day at a time, one meal at a time. But anyways, and I remember her telling me at that time, 
and she made it plain to me i was i was no no under any obligation to do anything in return. The only thing she wanted from me was to pass it on to others and to share the way she shared her experience to me, and I wanted to share it with others. And at the beginning, I was much more, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. What can I say? But over the years, I've learned to do better. And at the beginning, you know, I remember I wanted everybody to come to OA, my brothers, my you know, I, I would tell people what I was doing. Well, some of them wanted to hear. Some of them, they didn't care. Or some of them, they'd come, and they didn't want it. They didn't want to do the work. But, again, I was ready, and I was just so willing to take the action and and do the steps the way they laid out in the big book. And um, I nobody could have forced me to stay in the program. And that's what she said you know, you don't have to stay. It's your choice. You can leave. You can come. Nobody's going to force you to do anything. And I think that gave me the freedom, you know, like I needed to make that decision. And nobody had to diagnose me who I was, what I was. I knew within myself I had the battle. I was battling the food for 25 years before I came to the program. So it works if we work it. And I'm so grateful. I've been part of OA for many, many years and I'm just so grateful that I've met beautiful people, and I love this meeting, the vision for you of all the meetings. Thank you for letting me share, and that's my time, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. Jody E. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Jody E., gratefully recovered in California. So I'm just sitting here uh reflecting on how I found OA and how I pass it on. I found that I was uh, 12-step by, by my brother, who is a recovered alcoholic. He brought a big book to me one day in 1988. And I'm not even sure why he gave it to me. I didn't look like a compulsive overeater. And I wasn't an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic, but he did. He was on fire with the program. And as soon as I picked up the big book and started reading it, I could relate. And uh, shortly thereafter, I saw an ad in the paper for an Overeaters Anonymous meeting, and I went. And I knew I was home from my very first meeting. And I just soaked it up as best I could. Um, today, I, I find my sponsees, for the most part, from a vision for you. They've never seen me. They, I, you know, I'm not sure how I find them. They find me somehow. And I don't even usually tell them my story. We just get to work on the bo- in, the, in, the, in the book, working the steps. So this whole discussion of how to work with another person and how to find a new prospect, going to doctors, et cetera, is not how I usually acquire people. But it's, it's, um, it's helping me to open my mind to the possibility of trying to 12-step someone. I know people, certainly, who need the program. 
in my community, going to face-to-face -to -face meetings that are not big book based and that are not entire abstinence based is a place to possibly pick up people. Can I do that? Can I just go to my own face-to-face -face meetings and be an example of what this big book is talking about? An example of recovery, an example of entire abstinence. When I do that, I, I, get, I tend to get the feeling that that's not what people want in regular OA meetings. But I still need to go because I never know when someone is going to become willing and is going to want what I have. So I appreciate this, uh, this discussion of how to work with others and it's opening my mind and I'm trying to set aside everything I think I know. Fine. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jody E. Before you go, Vinny G, I'll just let everybody who got on late know we're on the first paragraph on page 94, outline the program of action. Vinny T. Vinny, we don't hear you. Uh, may I be heard? Yes, now I do hear uh, you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, when I uh, read read this paragraph, um, you know, I, I it reminds me of, of how, you know, fearful and, and vulnerable and skeptical we we are when we come into the rooms uh, for the first time. And I I kind of was tickled by the the sentence, you know, actually you may be helping him, you know, he may be helping you more than, you know, than you're helping him, uh, kind of tickled me because I'm thinking, you know, from the viewpoint of the of the person that you're working with, that that sounds like when we were kids, you know, and they'd, you'd be told, uh, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you, you know, the punishment. And, uh, you know, it's true. It's It's like, we're going to be pulling off a band-aid of, of, you know, that's covering up all the, the hurts and, and wounds of, of the new person. And, uh, you know, um, I have to, you know, remember to be, you know, kind and friendly and, and compassionate, you know, because they, they are hurting so badly and, uh, and, and they need to, to get this program. So um, this, this paragraph is, is really helpful. Um, and I'll pass on that. Thank you. Thanks, Benny T. So we can take more names if you haven't shared in this meeting in the past couple of days and want to share on the first paragraph on page 94. Let me know your first name and last initial. Loretta H. Roz G. Okay, all I got, I think, was Loretta H. and Roz G., was it? Yes. Okay. And Larry. Larry. Okay. Patty. Patty. Serena. I heard you, Charles. Okay. If there's time, we'll get Charles. And I think we've run out of um, room here. So let me tell you who I got. And I missed some last initials. Loretta H. Roz G. Larry K. Patty. Serene and Charles H. Loretta H. Go right ahead, and everybody else can mute. 
Good morning. Can you hear me? I just put my earphones on. I just want to make sure I'm audible. Yes, Loretta. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, my healers. Uh, This is Loretta H., and thank you, everybody, for your service. Compulsive overeater, anorexic, graced with God's God's absence for today. Um, I feel that working with others and people working with me, I call it the gift that keeps on giving it's I feel the commercial and it's priceless and I can see just you know the abundance of you know like it the material things when they show that silly credit card that's what I get for the spiritual things from program and um, I am now as I've shared working on um, a new step study And one of the reasons, I'm on step nine. In fact, I'm going to make one of my first amends today. I'm kind of excited about it. And um, one of the reasons I am redoing the steps is because I was sponsoring a couple people uh, in uh, about four months ago and realized I still had some baggage that needed to be looked at. So I'm redoing the steps, and it's because of their sharing. And like I said, they help me more than I help them. But also today, I'm finding that people that I I was so yesterday impressed with Harlem Special Edition because I identified in so much with his story um, because of our history and coming from immigrants and all of that. And the only thing different that I was doing that Harlem was eating food and I was eating my body. And, um, but yet I lived through the torture and everything that he did. And it's these stories that you can identify in with that have given me this grace of recovery. And I, you know, they're, they're fascinating. And I love, you know, to hear everybody's journey, but I also love to teach this journey. And I'm going to also um, give a shout out to Ginger C, who said the one time that if you can read, you can lead. And that's what I, you know, the teacher and the student are always in me. And I'm so grateful for that because that's how I can stay um, abstinent today and also working the principles in all my affairs because that's what keeps me abstinent. So thank you very much and have a blessed day, everybody. And thank you for being on this road of happy destiny with me. God bless. I pass. Thank you, Loretta H. Roz. Sorry, I just wanted to interrupt. Is there a no crosstalk of mentioning names or is that not something we do here? Um, I think we have a uh, no crosstalk rule, but oh. it, it, it is it isn't actually in the preamble now that you mention it. So, I, uh, ladies there, and gentlemen, but, we do not have yeah. we do not have a no crosstalk policy here. We are uh, we oh. are a group that is a study group of discussion. Thanks for clarifying, Mel, and thank you for your question, Raj G. Please go ahead. Roz, we don't hear you. Good morning. This is Roz G. Can, 
I've been having problems with the, the mute thing recently, so I hope I can be heard. You can. Thank you. Okay. I'm Ross G. And you know what? I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California at 4.40 in the morning, feeling fabulous. And, you know, I have made so many mistakes over the years, so many mistakes. Um, I didn't outline the program of action. I saw somebody that was overweight. I mean, I'm sorry to sound so arrogant, but I did in my early days. And I would say, you know, I, I'm an Overeaters Anonymous, you know. What do you, you know, what you think you'd want to go? I, I've, I've lost weight, you know. And I just got them mad at me and they didn't speak to me and I couldn't understand what, what was wrong. But guess what? I never read the big book. I never studied the big book. And, you know, now, you know, over the years after have, having had studied the big book, many people have asked me to sponsor them. And, and as I've said in, in earlier shares, I probably had no business sharing them, but I did. I mean, sponsoring them, but I did. And, uh, I did the best I could. I, there's a book in the, there's a story in the big book that says when I, when I think back on, I, I did everything wrong, but at least I was thinking of somebody else instead of myself. And I have to give myself that credit in those days. And like Harlan said yesterday, I recovered, even though they dropped off, I recovered. And that's true with me. I've, I've had my relapses, but I've never left at OA. And I have grown through every single relapse. So now with all this experience, I can I can share, you know, what this pro what this that there's action that really needs to be taken. And every every person that I talk to, it's so true, has helped me more. And I let them know that it's a it's such a humility thing, you know. I I took a fifth step in another program on Friday night, and then I gave my fifth step to my sponsor yesterday. Such humility. No no higher ground. The ground is level here with everybody. And, um, you know, I used to think that when people dropped me that there was something wrong with me. And no, it's, it's, not, it's not like that. There's no pressure. It's simply, yes, telling them that there's no way that I could have stopped. I couldn't do it. I thought I could, but I just had to allow God to come into my life and remove the obsession for me as long as I follow the directions. And as I walk the walk and practice the actions, then I am a program of attraction rather than promotion. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Raz G. Larry K. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks so much for your service. Larry K., um, recovered compulsive overeater from Chicago. You know, um, I'm going to focus, I'm going to piggyback on what Raz had to share. You know, I'm just going to focus in on outlining the program of action. I was, I was with a group, um, local group, um, this past weekend, and, the, you know, <laughs> there was a kind of a look, you know, sort of deer in the headlights a bit. I can remember looking that way too when someone outlines the program of spiritual action. You know, the the, the program of action um, is is the 12 steps which are spiritual in nature, absolutely. And, and somehow when we work them in sequence, when we do them in order, um, when, we, when we work them quickly with entire abstinence, 
we're transformed, we're changed. There's an internal change, a spiritual nature that can only uh, be, it really can't even be described. A person has to experience it. it it's experiential, right? And, it, and, and, and while I don't knock the tools, the tools, because you can come into OA and you can come to a meeting and you can get really, really comfortable without doing anything. It becomes the program of inaction. You don't, they're not even sharing the program of action. And they are beautiful, lovely, well-intentioned, kind-hearted people. You know, but they're not, they're not sharing a program of action because it hasn't been shared with them. And, and we hear things like dieting with group support until we're, you know, we're tired of hearing it. But really, that's what it is. And people are not getting well. They're not getting well. So what I share with people, yes, of course, it helps me. But I, show, I, I share the program of action. It is the 12 steps, the instructions, the text, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is the very text that takes us through and shows us exactly how to work that. And even though I had been around for years in a way, I tried to work it harder. I tried to call more people. I tried to read widely and, and fix this problem myself, and it couldn't be fixed by me. I had to follow the program of action. Someone in whom the problem had been solved, that guy outlined the program of action. And he said, if you do these steps and you do them quickly, but you got to be entirely abstinent and you do that, you'll tell me what this transformation feels like. You won't, I won't have to hand you a trophy or a medal or a coin or anything. You'll tell me, and you know what? You'll want to carry the message to the next person. You'll be so grateful. You'll be so grateful that God lifted this and you're moved to a new place in alignment with your higher power. How miraculous this program of action is. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Patty, and the first initial of your last name. Good morning, everybody. My name is Patty Kay, like he, um, from Michigan and Pennsylvania, currently happily living in Indiana. Um, I'm a compulsive eater. Um, the line I really liked was, um, the more hopeless, the better. And it kind of scared me, but it was beautiful also. And um, one thing I have to keep in mind, I'm just traveling back to Indiana from Philadelphia after a visit with my 20-something daughter, and I need to let people be hopeless and let them have pain because pain is a beautiful motivator and um, I spend a lot of time I think trying to rescue people from their hopelessness and as a sponsor and that's that's working too hard they're they're the ones that are supposed to be working um, and me too but my work is different and I'm currently working step 10 like my hair's on fire and I'm excited to move into 11 and 12 um, and 10 is so powerful teaching me that fear and resentment kind of go away if I don't have an agenda and that's what several women have been sharing with me that I've had an agenda 
specifically with my daughter and how she should live her life. And a lot of my step tens have been about the fear and resentment that I have because of my agenda. They're like, if you don't have an agenda, there's no fight. There's no temper tantrum. There's, you don't have to worry about another person's reaction because you're not trying to control them. So I'm real grateful for the help I've gotten in step 10 and from this um, beautiful, beautiful program. And um, thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Patty Kay. Serene, and the first initial of your last name. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, this is Serene S., Grateful Recovered, uh, compulsive overeater from New Hampshire. You know, one of the things that this um, highlights for me is when somebody is coming to me and I'm outlining the program of action, I'm practicing. I'm practicing these principles. I'm practicing. And I used to beat myself up if they fired me or I realized I couldn't continue with somebody. And also I had this whole story about outlining the program of action and them asking for things from me. And I realized they're interviewing me and I judged that and I would go, Oh no, you know, this is going to be about just going to the big book and, and doing the steps. And this material is confronting. And what I saw for myself was I was adding to the confrontation. I didn't have the love and affinity that was actually demonstrated for me by, by a couple of sponsors. And so it gave me the opportunity to look at myself once again in the step and just go back to the book, not like a weapon, but to use it as a way so that somebody could establish a relationship with a higher power, a God of their understanding, so that when the food was tempting to them and there was no willpower and no force that was going to prevent them from that, I could actually say what worked for me and sharing my story was I had to look at this in a consciousness that was not possible before when I hadn't completed the steps and made my amends, that do I want to put the food in front of a God of my understanding all the work that I have done with somebody else, and do I want that so that I can have the effect of a bite versus everything that has been coming to me as a result of this work. But I can see where I was actually in a place of separateness, and I was in a place of uh, control. And so when I look at this step and I I raise my hand or I, I volunteer my name and my number, I can see it's a practice for me. And this past weekend, I just want to share, I had the privilege of listening to my sponsee share. I've listened to her chair uh, meetings. And I, I look at what works, but I go to the individual with the outline of the, the steps, and I see how I can get in their world. And sometimes I get people who have been in and out of the program for years, and sometimes I get a brand new person that's in day two of being without the substance. And so for me, this is a practice. And then I follow these directions because it's not just directions for my sponsee. These are directions for me, but it's who I'm being as well as what I'm doing with them. And, and that's how I have God transform me every day because uh, that is not, something that I had the experience of before this work. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting, whoa, 
Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Serene S. Charles H. Thank you very much, uh, Monterey. I'm going to ask you a question that, that I don't like asking. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Charles H., and you have the full three minutes. I was afraid there wouldn't be time, but there's plenty of time. No, nah, don't be afraid, baby. You're doing your thing. Thank you for your, you know, this is about unanimity. I heard that word this weekend was so beautiful. And, you know, um, those sponsees really sponsoring me, showing me mistakes I made and not following ifs, especially these few ifs in this paragraph. They're sponsoring me and my tools to sponsor. Um, And shout out to the girl. You know what, Charles? You actually are choppy. It's a little hard to hear what you're saying. All right, I'm I'm a pastor. Oh, that sounded so worthwhile too. You know, we have time for one more person to share for a couple of minutes if anyone wants to take it. I'll share. Good. I'm Maya um, from New York. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, What's the first initial of your last name, Maya? Oh, sorry, Maya K. Great, go right ahead. Um, Well, I I didn't think I'd get to share. I never usually. Um, I'm just so grateful to um, hear everybody. I've been in program a long time, and I've been really trying to work this program hard um, lately. And my my recovery, I just feel like, has been bringing so many blessings. It's almost like um, I just feel like um, I keep saying, how could I want to eat with all these blessings coming in to my life? And I have to be honest, I've been trying to do a lot of service, but I've been so scared to sponsor because um, I feel like it's, I don't know if I'm, I do it perfect enough. And um, I just keep hearing everybody, and um, um, I don't know. I, I just started listening to this um, vision thing on, on the phone, and I want to be able to um, work the program like the vision people do it. So I'd love to get a vision sponsor as well. Um, but um, I've got my big book now in the car with the highlighter, so I'm thinking I'm just going to keep doing this every morning and go through the big book and um, just keep trusting God that, uh, you know, all will be revealed. And um, I'm just grateful for OA and how everything's kind of unfolding. I've just been doing a lot of service. I think I, I know Charles, who was just, I think we were at the same thing, the unity thing and uh it was just fantastic um the meeting there and uh, uh I just feel really grateful um on my way to my new job and I just feel like giving service is where it's at in all aspects of my life right now. And I've been in the program thirty years and you know, it's never too late I feel like for anything, whether it's recovery or, you know, a job or Anything. I'm just very grateful. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Maya Kay, for closing us out and jumping in there at the last minute. 
Thank you everyone for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Monday, March 2nd, 2020, uh, 2020, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 14,196. That's 14196. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Jen A. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until